Hello and welcome to the Purpose Driven Leaders Podcast. I am Kelly Cazares, founder of Iconic Women, Women's Leadership Expert and Growth Catalyst. Each week I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you break through to your next level of leadership and lead with more confidence, purpose and fulfillment. We don't wait for people to tell us how to lead. We power up and serve with the gifts that we have been given. Now, it's time to unapologetically own the leader that you are, be the person to fulfill your mission and unlock your brilliance. Are you with me? Here we go. Wow, what a absolute ride the last few weeks have been, I think, for everybody with what's happening with COVID-19. It's just been hectic and everybody working from home and numerous other things that are going on, I thought I am going to take a couple of weeks to reset myself as I have my two and a half year old daughter home every day now, which has been so much fun, but it's a really good chance to reset. And I've been working tirelessly with clients. It's been really busy with uh, women and men who are also finding themselves and their feet during this time and being a global pandemic so many things have shifted so many people's uh, visions and mindsets have shifted people are pivoting people are uh, managing their workload from home and everything so lots of things have been happening for everybody which I want to acknowledge that these times for many people is not what we're used to. So it's really important to just be kind to yourself and kind to others around you and to really focus on your well-being, your mental and your physical well-being and your spiritual well-being. That will get you through these times. Um, and more than happy to share some tips. I'll probably do a solo session on that and share some practices in what I do to support people. But for this episode I have an absolute powerhouse another powerhouse for you and her name is Carly Lyon and who she's one of Australia's leading experts on the topic of personal branding and Carly's been shaping the personal brands of some really incredible people for the past 15 years so she has worked with uh, Miranda Kerr, who's a world-leading supermodel. She's worked with New York Times best-selling authors and inventors and musicians. And we were going to dive into what it takes about building the brand in you. And we've got some really juicy conversation that's going to happen in this episode. And Carly, we went for a little bit longer because we were having so much fun. So I hope you enjoy it. Remember to reach out if you have any questions and jump on to visit me on any of my social media platforms. You can come in and send me a message if you have any questions. You can jump on. I have a free gift for you at www.kellycazaris.com slash subscribe. When you subscribe, you'll get a free gift and just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. 
Perfect. Welcome, Carly. Super excited to have you on Purpose Driven Leaders. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to have a chat to you about your work and all the incredible things that you do. And for all our listeners, Carly is one of Australia's leading experts on the topic of personal branding. For the past 15 years, Carly shaped the personal brands of some incredible people across the globe, including Miranda Kerr, a world-leading supermodel, New York Times best-selling authors, inventors, musicians, and even a British celebrity foot reader, which is really interesting. I know, very interesting. <laughs> so we're going to chat about personal branding today and really how, Carly, you're helping some incredible leaders master the art of putting themselves out there. I am. It's uh, sorry. exciting work. No, no, it's really exciting work. It is, sure is. And I, I see, Carly, your mission is to inspire individuals everywhere to be their own brand and to put themselves out there. It is. It is. A little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, having been in PR for the past 15 or so years, and as you mentioned, representing high-profile individuals for as long as I did from all over the world, you know, I already had that sense that, you know, our individual stories are important and, you know, there's real power when you get behind your brand and put yourself out there with real conviction and purpose. But obviously, you know, in the past decade, social media has come into play. And so now all of a sudden where that idea of creating a personal brand was potentially reserved for, say, the celebrities or leaders out in the spotlights and those in the public eye, social media has really forced us all to start thinking about, well, how am I showing up or how are we showing up on social media and how, how am I summing myself up in 140 characters or less you know this is how we're connecting and essentially it means that we all have to start consciously thinking about ourselves as a brand and um, as Elon Musk has said we're already cyborgs part human part machine because now our phone you know and our computers they're no longer just digital devices they're they're literally portals to our online selves and this is how we're connecting with people all over the world and it's it's time for us all to start thinking about ourselves as brands mm, definitely i love that and I, I think i was first introduced carly to the concept of personal branding probably about oh gosh eight years ago or ten years mm. ago we were chatting before about when i first sort of stepped into my work and but it's evolved so much now yes and being in the online space and people who are wanting to start a brand in the online space there's so much opportunity yeah isn't there? there there really is uh you know and we i i don't know if we've really grasped how much of an opportunity there is mm. i know there was a a book that i read that i absolutely loved it's called the reputation game and Reid Hoffman, who is one of the founders of LinkedIn, said that, you know, people 
and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically people think that they're operating intelligently in the networked age, but really we're just on the cusp of what it means to operate in this digital era. And I really think slowly but surely it is really starting to sink in. And especially now that we're all in isolation and we're dealing with what we're dealing with now with COVID-19, you know, this is the way that we primarily connect Uh, you know, it will never take away the face-to-face interaction or all of those wonderful things that I know we're all missing right now, but it really is time. And this is a perfect opportunity for people to start thinking about how they're showing up, not only online, but also offline. But the thing is with online, what you put online stays online. So I think it is important maybe to even a little bit more of an extent that you're really mindful about what you're putting online because it literally does stay up there yeah yeah and, and as they say once it's in the land on, of the internet that basically will never be taken down yeah. <laughs> you can just bury it um which you know I, i've had to do for clients in the past and just bury bury things but yeah getting rid of it is very difficult yeah i'm interested to see how you bury things we won't go there today <laughs> Um, and it's, I think actually one thing that, um, when I think about that, I think about how it's people's brand evolves. There's an, as I talk with my clients, there's always a version one of you. And then as you evolve and you grow, then there's version two. So yes. when you look back and even for myself, and I look back at content and video I think oh yes that was definitely version one yes <laughs> but it's also great is that to be able to look back absolutely and I think that's a really important point to to cover because especially women we tend to be perfectionists and we think oh once once I've got my idea for who I want to be and how I want to come across perfect then I'll put myself out there. And that's a real stumbling block because at the end of the day, like you said, we do have versions of ourselves. And from my experience really just recently, because it took me a very long time to start putting myself out there. And my experience has been that there's this really beautiful dynamic that once you start to put yourself out there and, you know, start to participate in collective conversations and, you know, put something out there, but then really see, well, do I really, do I really believe that once the conversation starts or maybe my perspective is going to change or maybe something in my life has made me change my mind? Yeah. I think that embracing that idea that you will inevitably change, things will always keep evolving. It's not your personal brand will never be static. It's not, in the traditional sense of branding, it's not just this one thing that you're going to continually push and push and push. Uh, it will evolve and to allow space for that and to be open to that is really important. Yes. I think we're definitely on the same wavelength there. <laughs> but I think, Carly, what I would love to know, and because the podcast is all about purpose-driven leaders and I'd love to know like what's your big purpose and how does it tie into the work that you do? You know my big purpose and and it has evolved and it's where I'm standing now and who I am now 
the the reason all of this started was I was sitting, I had taken a year off work. So I was, had been in that position where I was doing PR for all of these amazing people traveling all over the world. And then I went on extended maternity leave and it gave me the kind of space to start thinking about, well, who did I want to be in the next installment of my career? Because my values had shifted. I now was a mother of two children. I didn't want to be traveling the world necessarily to such an extent. Uh, you know, so what did I want to be doing? And I, I basically not only took time off for extended maternity leave, but in between all of that, I took another year off where I was literally just a yoga mom. And that's all I focused on was the kids and yoga. And what started to happen was I started to become aware of my internal dialogue. And what I was basically telling myself was my career's over. That's it. I did all of the good things in, in the beginning of my, you know, because uh, I started in business when I was 22. That was it. It was finished. Um, there was nothing else for me to do. And I was starting to slip into, I won't say depression because I don't think it's a word that anyone should take lightly, but I was, I was really low, feeling flat and, and just not myself. And really what it came down to was I was just so afraid to start putting myself out there and, and, and start letting, you know, pitching for opportunities or asking my colleagues, you know, for, for opportunities or for new ideas. I just, I was, became really stuck. And one morning I was on my computer and I was listening to a, vi a video came up on Facebook and it was from Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you've heard of him. But he's a crazy, foul-mouthed Jersey guy, all about personal branding. And he just basically said, you know, I won't say exactly what he said because it's not my language, but, you know, he just says, stop making excuses, stop whining, just get on with it and basically just put yourself out there. Yeah. And so literally that day I put a post up on a business women's network site and I just said, this is who I am. This is what I do. And I'm, I want to work with women in business. And I was literally inundated with ideas and opportunities and requests. And so I really, at that point, started to realize I was probably never alone in feeling like I wasn't good enough to put myself out there. So now my big driving purpose is to reach out to anyone and everyone who feels like they're not good enough to be seen and heard and celebrated for being themselves. That's my big driving purpose. I just, I want to reach into people and make them realize that whoever they are, whatever they want, however they want to show up and the way they want to put themselves out there is perfect when it comes from themselves and it's intuitive and that they are good enough and that their story is worth people hearing and and the world basically needs them and there's a beautiful quote from Osho and it says you know you are not accidental the world the world needs you and without you something will be missing in existence and I think that's my driving purpose today I love that quote it's magic it really it is magic isn't it um, it's so beautiful I think your work is so important around supporting women and it ties into what I do um, and I love how you said when when people actually tap into the intuition as well they know and when you have a feeling you know you have something to share with the world yes 
you don't actually put yourself out there to, to share it, it comes to a point where it really just bubbles up inside of you. Yes. Yeah, I, I really, you know, I'll, I'll say this because I know your audience is all women um, and they'll get this. But, you know, I said to you I was starting to feel depressed and I think that's what it was, Kelly. It was that I knew I had something to say. I knew that, you know, all of my experience ha- experiences had to be leading me to something and that I had value to offer. And I remember in, it, this was the same week that I really had that moment of turning around and I remember I was on the lounge and my husband, like he sat up, he's a beautiful, beautiful guy and very emotionally intelligent. And he sat up and he like, he put his hand on my leg and he was like, honey, you haven't washed your hair for a week. You're not yourself. I know you're depressed. Like it's time for you to just kind of be yourself. Like you, you know, you're more than this. And I mean, I know that sounds crazy and he's, He's, he really meant it in a beautiful way. It wasn't that he was being nasty. But, yeah, I think that it does. It gets to the point where you just can't deny it. And yeah. if you keep denying it, you will feel angry and bitter and depressed and all of those thing, ugly things. Yeah. Um, but the moment you start to just put yourself out there. It, it is scary. Every time I go up and do, you know, cause I speak now and I've traveled all over the country and now spoken to, you know, big audiences every time, literally every time I shake, like I'm shaking. You wouldn't be able to see it as I was walking, as I'm walking on stage, but I'm literally shaking. It goes against every cell in my body to be out on that stage speaking and doing what I'm doing. But I just know that it's just me stepping out of my comfort zone and soon enough it's going to become normal. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's you can hear it in your voice how passionate you are about what you do. I see it in your content as well. And Thank you. When it's, a, when it's almost embedded within you, you can't not do that work that you're meant to be doing. So. It's, it's true. I think it's, it's difficult for i mean i'm an introvert and i think it's really difficult for those people who they generally they're not necessarily the 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 ones that like to be the center of attention they're they're not the types of people who are loud or you know have an affinity with being on stage or or being seen um, and what I always say to them, which is what I constantly say to myself, is it's really not about me. It's actually not about me at all. It's about whatever the message is. And it's not always about, you know, your message isn't always about changing people's lives or, or changing the world. It might be that your message is you've got real genius in the area of beauty and wellness, or you've got your... Uh, a comedian and you just make people laugh and make people forget about, you know, all of the things that they're upset about or, you know, it, whatever your gift is, uh, if you focus on the fact that you're just, sh- you're sharing the gift, it's not about you. I think that makes it a lot easier. Yes. Yes. And I'm all about helping women discover what that gift is. Mm. A lot of the time you think it's a surface level and it's, I'm known for, 
And I see this a lot that as a, a woman has been in finance for so many years and there's almost an identity created to that. Mm. But when you sort of start peeling back the layers, you realise, well, no, there's more to this woman in, in what she does. She's you know, passionate, as you said, about potentially wellness or what whatever it is and bringing that out and actually sharing her voice and her gift in that space is where the magic happens. Absolutely. You know, that, that reminds me of a story which I always tell in my workshops. And it, I, was, I spoke at a women's network event in Sydney and at the end of the event, this beautiful woman came up to me and she was crying and she was like, oh, I'm just so touched uh, by something that you said. And I said, oh, I'm, you know, amazing. And she said, well, you know, I'd love to tell you my story. And I said, please, of course. And she actually worked with Macquarie Bank. So you said women in finance, which is why I thought of her. And she worked with Macquarie Bank and she, she basically explained to me that she was a private banker during the day. And then in her own time, she was like a wellness and fitness coach. Mm -hmm. And she felt like she was literally living two lives. And because she was so afraid of telling her um, colleagues about the fact that she was this health and wellness coach outside, because she thought that it might ruin her credibility as such. Mm -hmm. And so she was... And this is a, a very intelligent woman standing in front of me crying and, she, and really at the heart of it, she said, was she was petrified about putting anything up about her wellness on LinkedIn. But at the same time, she felt like she was living this disjointed life and it just didn't feel right. So she went ahead and she put wellness coach or whatever it was on her LinkedIn as well. And that was for her it wasn't just a matter of I'm putting this up on a social media site. This was like her heralding a new beginning of showing up as who she is as a whole person, not, you know, compartmentalizing herself. Mm -hmm. And, and she basically said the most amazing thing happened. Firstly, I got a new wellness client almost immediately through LinkedIn and she said, secondly, which was even more astounding was I started to get clients you know, from my private banking perspective, new clients and my existing clients, we were developing better relationships because we suddenly had something to talk about that wasn't just finances. We were connecting personally. And I always tell that story because that's actually what personal branding is all about. It's, mm. it's actually letting people see who you are in your words and in your way and not being afraid of, oh, but, but that's not professional or that's not how it's done. Well, it's not the way of the world anymore. The way of the world, if you want to stand out now, we live in a very saturated, uh, from a message perspective, saturated environment. If you actually want to stand out, it's not about having keywords on your profile. It's actually showing up as yourself yes. and then trusting that you're going to attract the right employer or you're going to attract the right clients. Because if you're pretending that you're something that you're not, you'll continue to get clients and opportunities that actually are more connected to what you're pretending to be as opposed to who you really are. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God, this is getting very juicy, this conversation. <laughs> It's the only way to have this conversation. It gets real, you know, I can't tell you from the 
from the workshops that I've run. So I've run them all over the country now. And like you think this is juicy. Some of the stories that have come out, uh, you know, I am not great. I, I don't know. After I had my children, I cry at a Huggies commercial or, or you know, like anything makes me cry. And so often, you're the same, right? Oh, 100%, even animal videos. Yes, <laughs> especially animal videos. And I just, I'm constantly bawling my eyes out in my uh, workshops because some of the stories that these women share and you just would, you know, just recently I had this one lady who she walked into the room, she was so quiet, like so quiet um, she looked very, she, I would say corporate, but just, yeah. just a quiet, didn't really, um, give too much throughout the morning. And then we get to a bit in the day where we start talking about personal stories. And she basically said, uh, well, I was, um, I was put as a baby. I was found in a garbage, garbage can. Wow. And and then I was adopted and then she went on to tell this incredible story and our mouths, like everyone's jaw was on the table because it just, I just, it never ceases to amaze me what some of the things people go through. And I think our stories, our life stories and our life path actually really do hold the clues to what we're meant to be doing, but we yeah. just don't. I don't think we spend enough time thinking about them from that perspective. Yes, I 100% agree. And I think, and it's interesting because what you're saying is I have conversations with my clients about this uh, almost weekly around when we look into who they are and what they're actually doing, they're not doing their soul work. They're not actually mm -hmm. doing it because they're doing the work they think they should be doing versus the yeah. work that they have that deeper knowing that they're meant to be doing. Yeah. And it's, um, and as you mentioned, like your path, you'll be able to see almost um, these, these, not markers, but you, if, you, if you look back and you take the time to reflect, go, hang on a second, this is actually leading me somewhere. Yes. Where is it going? And it's almost like a, if it if you don't have that space and create that space to think about it, you're yes. continuously doing the work that you it's easy for you to do because you know it, because yeah. you're tapping into really what you should be doing. A hundred percent. I absolutely I absolutely agree with that wholeheartedly. So it's uh, it's it's interesting. But I have to ask you, Carly, around mm -hmm. I know you're passionate passionate, passionate <laughs> about confidence and self-awareness. We had a chat about this a bit earlier and I would love for you to know, to know, I mean, if we start first, how we'll chat about how you can create a brand around that and increasing your confidence because I think everybody needs to hear that, but I'd love for you to know what, what are the steps to create or how would you get someone to start off? They're looking to start a brave personal brand and how would you get them to start off and what would be that process that you take people through well first and foremost which i think you know you touched on just just then is 
first and foremost, you have to become visible to yourself. So you have to really force yourself to take that time to question who am I, what do I stand for, and how do I want to represent myself in the world? And you know, if you don't if you don't take that time, then chances are you'll you'll start potentially with a, a very surface level personal brand. But eventually I'm sure life will, will take you deeper to the point where you start to it reveals itself. But rather I think if you actually just take the time to sit and be quiet and now really is the perfect time with everything that's going on, uh, there is a bit more time and space for most people to actually really focus on this. Mm. Um, so first step is definitely become visible to yourself and to, to really, really be honest about who you are or what you want and where you want to go. And I always say to my clients, personal branding, it's not a short-term activity. It's a long-term mindset. So having, you know, represented high-profile individuals for as long as I did and also watching what it actually took for that personal brand to actually be elevated to a point where it had national brand recognition and then beyond that international brand recognition and look, not everyone wants that, but I know how much work goes into that and what it actually takes. Even if you only wanted to build a brand that enabled your name to be known across an industry, even that takes a lot of time and effort. So, you know, you really have to approach this with a long-term mindset. And the reason that I say that, it comes back to that first step. It's not just about what your job is now, or it's not just about, well, let's quickly create a, a profile so that it gets me my next job. It's really thinking long-term, who do you want to be in the future as well? Because you want those elements to influence how you're showing up in the present. So first step is become clear and visible to yourself and whatever that takes. And I might even send you... Um, uh, an ebook that you can share with with your audience, and there's some great books that and questions that they can go through in order to to get to that point. Amazing. Secondly, I think secondly, it starts small. You know, I know that you say a brave personal brand, but from certainly from my experience, I think starting small is really we underestimate the power of starting small. And we go in with these big ideas of, you know, I want to build, I want to be known around Australia. I want to be known around the world. Or I want, you know, I want to be the leader in my industry. And that's all great. And it comes back to that idea of what's your long-term vision. But for the practical steps in terms of what it actually takes day to day, just start small and do one thing at a time. The first thing I would do is, Really make sure that all of your social media assets, wherever you are on social media, if it's your personal website, it's your uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you are, make sure they're all telling the same story. Make sure that your visual assets, so your profile shot, make sure that it's actually showing you in the best light. Make sure that it's not 10 years old and grainy or, or it doesn't really show your face properly or you're wearing sunglasses or it's so abstract that it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. As I said 
before our online, you know, how we're showing up online, it's a portal to our digital selves. And this is how we generally first connect with people. If you're going to a meeting, the first thing you'll generally do is Google someone going on a date. If someone's about to hire you, they're going to Google you. So actually invest in making sure that visually you are showing up online and then just take small but consistent steps every day. I really think it's really no more difficult than that. You know, when I, when I first started, um, because I've only been doing, I've only really been putting myself out there for the past 18 months. So my personal brand from the perspective of me being out in the public is absolutely in its infancy. And so I think that that puts me in a unique position because I've worked with these clients that, you know, I've put them on the cover of magazines and some of the best TV shows around the world. But at the same hand, I know what it's like to feel, you know, where you're at right at the beginning. And, you know, even putting up a post on social media is nauseating. Or even I remember the first time I I put a blog up and I felt physically unwell because I'm sure only three people read it, but I still, the actual journey of me getting to the point where I felt comfortable enough to put up an article online, uh, it took me a long time. And so that's where I started. And now, again, I'm still in my infancy, but now, you know, I I went on live TV and I've, you know, I'm I'm speaking all over the country and I'm writing for magazines. But it all started with me feeling sick about, putting up a blog post and then every single small step made my comfort zone grow bigger and bigger and bigger. So now I have real empathy. So as much as I could go ahead and help people get on the meet, you know, and magazines and I know how to do that obviously, but now I have real empathy and understanding how scary it actually is to do that. Yes. When it's yourself, (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the other side and it's really you know, when I pitched, I pitched uh, to go on Sky News and I went on and I'm going to be really honest because that's how I show up online. I'm really honest and vulnerable because I think it helps people. But I remember I sent in the pitch and I started crying and I sat on, I've got a beautiful couch in my office and I sat on my couch and I was bawling my eyes out because I was like, oh my God, what if they say yes to me going on and now I've put it out there and I can't take it back. And I just think that they're just the things you have to go through. And that's actually, that's actually what confidence looks like. Confidence isn't about cockiness. It's not about your, you know, your chest puffed up and it's, you know, all of this fake it till you make it. Although sometimes that does work, but confidence is actually just actually knowing that, yeah, you're going to cry or when you finish speaking, you're going to feel flat, but you're still going to do it because you've got a message to share. Yeah, I think you're, you're definitely right there. I think confidence comes by doing. I think yes. you've got to be and then do. Or you do and then you become that, right? And it's, um, it just made me think about when I represented um, my country on the stage, world stage for Mrs. Globe. I don't talk about it a lot publicly. Yeah. 
Um, I won't go into too much detail now. You can see it on YouTube. It's funny when we're talking about the vortex of the internet. myself, It comes up as in this is a globe sometimes. And I think, well, that oh, was I love it. Ago, but that was a, a journey to put myself out there. Yeah. Not only when you not represent, you're representing yourself, but then you're also representing your country. So you've got millions of people then all of a sudden that know who you are. Yes, exactly. It's, it's that confidence leap was purely because I, I just leapt. I, yes. I didn't have time to think about it before. And that is, it's when you try and teach, it's sometimes difficult to teach confidence because you actually have to almost do it. To yeah. Then come it. Yeah. Um, and That's right. <laughs> you can't wait to you feel confident because you actually have to do it to become confident it's like this catch-22 I remember listening to an article with Kayla uh Kayla Itzanese the fitness guru I suppose and she's done amazingly well and they're doing I can't remember if it was her interview uh, at the Apple store in New York because I watched a few of them because she's she's got a fascinating brand mm. but she was admitting that they did there was like this huge live fitness workout and that she had 4,000 people yes. and she admitted that before she went on stage she was bawling her eyes out because she didn't feel like she could do it she didn't know if she could actually follow through and then you know, she just had to put her big pant, uh, big girl's pants on and just go out and do it. And, you know, I can't imagine what she felt like after. I'm sure she was ecstatic. But, you know, I think that sometimes and definitely who I was, say, five years ago, I would have thought to myself, oh, no, Carly, you're crying. So that means you shouldn't do it and it's not right for you. Whereas now I'm starting to realize through life experience and maybe age coming up to, you know, closer to 40, took a long time, but I'm starting to realize your tears are actually a, a path to the truth and to where you're actually meant to be. And if it feels scary and you're crying out of fear, it probably is where you need to go. Definitely. hundred percent. It's Yeah. It's, I think when you... They say your why makes you cry. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, I love that. I'm going to use that. Yeah. Your why makes you cry. I love that. And it's interesting when I'm having conversations with women around the work that they're doing and you can just, I can just sense when they're not feeling it. Yeah. I say it a lot with executive women and that's Mm -hmm. why for me to help them tap deep into who they are because they know that once they discover that, their leadership will be bigger than they ever thought, but it's all about it's bigger than them. But then mm-hmm. they realize that. So absolutely, it's a um, it's an interesting interesting area. But someone I can't remember who told me that now once your why will make you cry. And I know when I, I love that. when I'm doing some meditations or. And I'm quite spiritual um, and this is probably a part of me that I don't share as much, which I'm planning on doing more and more because it's just Ooh. who I am. Yes. Like when I do my meditations and I think about the work that I do, oh, my gosh, you just, like, like the tears, it's mm. just, no, that's your jam. That's yeah, you've tapped that's into it. Yep. 
And I love I, that. yeah, it's um, it's it definitely. I think if there's tears, you're on the right track. <laughs> totally, totally, and and I think that we need to make sure that young people know that as well, which is why I've been doing. You know, I've been really trying to get out to as many universities and speak to them about that because I wish someone had have told me that in my early 20s because I think, I don't think we're taught that and I think that maybe it's changed, the narrative is changing, there's more awareness. But, yeah, I think that it's so empowering to know that, yeah, your why makes you cry. I really, really love that. I'm going to use it everywhere. That's amazing. And it's definitely not taught in university number one because you you don't want to hide and I see this a lot you probably I think we touched on this but I see women hiding behind their expertise I don't like that word anymore because it's it feels so heavy and so masculine and it's more around when uni students taught or, or understood the fundamentals about building a personal brand, their future could be transformed. So absolutely, absolutely, and you know, not only that. I, the last talk I did before this whole COVID isolation was to a, a was that ironically it was a travel conference, and this lady came up to me at the end, and she was in her early fifties, and she said to me. Oh, but do you think it's too late for me because you know I'm I'm 50 now and maybe I don't belong on social media? Yeah. And I was like, no way. Are you joking? You know, you need to be on social media because you need to be the one that's holding the torch for all of the generations below you that are coming up so that they know that especially women who I think they've got this idea that their time frame ends up when they start to age a little bit, that means that they're they're no longer of value to the marketplace. Mm. We need more women. So, yes, we need to focus on the young people, but we also need women who are over 50 and beyond to also be holding the torch and putting themselves out there because I think we need more figureheads mm. in those age groups showing us that life starts at 50. Yes, definitely. And Point. all age groups. I'm slowly going off, off topic. One of the, we touch on visibility, um, some of the, I guess the blocks that you see or what stops women from, from putting themselves out there. But going back in terms of generations, women, you know, obviously hundreds and hundreds of years ago we have we go back we, we hold trauma this is um science we hold uh, and, and spirituality blended we women hold approximately 14 generations of trauma in our dna and our genetic yeah, yeah. so if family has there's obviously if you know, going back generations, if there's been trauma there, whether it's people gone through war or the Holocaust or whatever it might be, that is then passed down through generations to to each person until that person cuts it off. Basically. Absolutely. I, I 100% believe that. And, you know, there's a spectacular book, which I think you'll really enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's called The Gendered Brain by Gina Rippon. Yeah. And I was 
absolutely flabbergasted to learn that Charles Darwin, the father of evolution theory, at one stage went on record and literally said, women are the inferior species. And this was not really that long ago when you think about it. And so, yes, you know, I, I totally resonate with the idea that women have gone through that, that many generations of trauma. And realistically, you know, that was only recently. And so we really, we have a lot to catch up on. And I think that's why the pendulum has swung. I think that's why, you know, we, we're seeing such a change in popular culture in terms of the narrative of powerful women and the acceptance of powerful women and the Me Too movement. And so, yes, the pendulum has definitely started to swing in our favour. There's so much more work to be done in that space to, to end all of those cycles. But, you know, in our, even our generation, Kelly, you know, as little girls, we were taught, even if it was unconsciously by our parents, we were taught to be pretty, poised, perfect, and preferably quiet. That's what little girls were raised to be. We weren't raised to be loud or rambunctious or crazy or, you know, oh, you fell over, get back up and, and just run around, be a strong boy. Or, oh, darling, you fell over. Sit down, have a glass of water, you poor little girl. You know, like we were, we were raised differently and I think it is changing now and I'm so excited to see my children's generation come through because... As the mothers today, so many of us are aware that that message is just, it's outdated, but we're still living it. And so we speak today of, you know, us and, and your clients and my clients and my clients, I don't know about you, but my clients are typically 30 plus. Mm -hmm. And so they're living, even if they're consciously not agreeing with that idea of being pretty poised, perfect, and preferably quiet, they're living an outdated version of that in their cellular memory. So they're, they're playing out these ideas without even consciously thinking about it until, like you said, they break the cycle and start every time they start to put themselves out there, which is why I get so excited about the idea of social media because when you put yourself out there, you're held accountable to what you say. So you actually are forced to become conscious about what you're about to say. Mm -hmm. And so it makes, I certainly know for myself, the, the whole journey of putting myself out there. I've had so many moments where I've sat down and thought, do I really believe that? Or why do I believe that? Because before I'm going to put it out there to people, I want to be sure that it's really what I believe in today. Yeah. So... It's exciting. It's an exciting journey. So exciting. And as we as humans evolve, everything will be evolving around us. So I think it's the women that have that vision that know that they have like an impulse to reach higher and they have an impulse to self-actualize is a lot of the women that I work with, they just have that feeling that there's there's something that they need to be doing. Yes. It's, it's that next step. And it's, as I say to people, there's some, there's the inner work of leadership is probably some of the most hardest work that you'll ever do on yourself. It's scary. Yeah. It 
it's, you know, you're facing a lot of stuff that you don't want to face, but at the same time, it's going to break you through. Um, Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I think on that point, Kelly, also, you know, your clients, as you said, you know, they're female and a lot of them are in corporate and in leadership positions. And the thing is, what that means is they're not only fighting up against their outdated beliefs of what it means to be a woman and operate in the world as a woman today, but also they're fighting up against a patriarchal model of, of the corporate world. And, you know, patriarchy being a system, it's not about fighting up against men, it's about fighting up against an old system. And so, Yes. There, you know, even a lot of my corporate clients, because I've never been in corporate, so I can see it objectively. They've got this, they know that corporate's changing. The corporate can't stay the same that it is because the world has changed. It's shifted. People don't, they just don't put up with what they used to put up with, basically. Um, and so the definition and the energy of corporate is changing. And I really believe, and this is, just me putting it out there and it's not based on science or any fact. It's just my intuition. I really believe it is actually up to women to change all of those environments, yes. politics, corporate, all of those environments that have been typically patriarchal. It is up to women to start and, and men to some extent, but women to really own the change. And the only way they can do that is to own who they are as women and, and participate and start to allow their voices to be heard, which is why personal branding is such a powerful journey to take. And I actually have found for myself it's been so cathartic because I don't feel like it's just, it's not even necessarily that I'm reaching millions of people or thousands of people and changing the lives of people. I hope to do that one day. But right now the reason why it's been cathartic is that I've actually, by doing it, I've said to myself, I'm worth being seen and I'm worth being heard. And from that place, I'm more powerful and can do more in the world. And so I think the more women that do that and allow themselves to be seen, there'll be such a huge shift in their lives and then in the lives of everyone that they touch. Yes. Oh, you just made me think about some other things to chat about, but uh, we could be here all day. So <laughs> I might have to do a solo one on, on um, the, I guess, I like to call her the corporate goddess. No, oh, great. Uh, which, which I'll go into later, but it's, I guess what you're saying around the, uh, the that power piece in you, that, yes, you know that's and you can hear it in your voice and you can see it in the work that you're doing to help people. It's just uh, it's shifting, and I think Thank you. we're in the we're in the we're in the time now that you've you don't have a personal brand or if you're not actively working on creating one as as you were saying it's it's a long game you play the long game in building a brand yes that it's now's the time especially as everybody's spending more time at home businesses are, are evolving some businesses might not make it out of this so yes. it's, it's a it's a matter of starting 
Absolutely. And that's why I come back to that idea of don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. Just small steps, small yeah. steps every day. That it really, it's, it's not rocket science at, at the end of the day. The reason why we complicate it is because we're scared and we're just procrastinating, but it's, you know, it's just not rocket science. You all that you really needs to happen is you need to know who you are and what you want to stand for now and in the future. You need to become acquainted with the platforms that enable you to get your message out. And then, you know, there, there's obviously entire strategies around how to harness the flow of influence, which is a whole nother talk again, but you know, and, and there's some wonderful things to, to consider as well, but just small steps, small steps. The how to is the easy part. It's just more the why to, and then just doing it, just take, take action. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I think Carly, like we might have to get you back on again to do perhaps the influence topic. <laughs> yes. I've created a whole talk about the three spheres of visibility and the guardians of influence. It's actually a great talk. So I would be more than delighted to, to share that with you. Love that. And I have to ask to tie up our chat. I, I did hear when back in your PR days, you, I hear you tied Miranda Kerr naked to a tree yes. to raise awareness for koalas. Can you share that? Because I think that would have been a, a, a moment in your career that you probably will never forget. <laughs> oh, I had so many moments that I'll never forget. But, yes, so I, I obviously worked with Miranda for seven years. So we did a lot of fun things throughout that time. I really got to watch her go from you know, a, a reasonably well-known model in Australia to this international superstar. But yeah, one of my favorite shoots, which I've got a picture of in my office just behind me here, was for the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. And Miranda being from Gunnada and Gunnada being the homeland to many koalas, uh, we wanted to do something fun for their green issue. And it was the first time they had someone naked on their cover. And so we did this beautiful shot, which is not hard to do when you've got Miranda as, as the centerpiece, but it was a beautiful shot of her tied naked to the tree and it was meant to raise awareness for koalas. I'm not sure that message necessarily <laughs> got across through all of it. Everyone was just focused on her and her nudity, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a great shoot, but we yeah we had a we had lots of fun. Yeah, and um, it was definitely I, I would never take back a minute of that journey. I got to live in New York, and it was yeah, it was just so much fun. I think it was like a dream job for someone in their twenties. Maybe a dream job for anyone, but a dream job for definitely for someone in my tw in their twenties. Yeah. Incredible stories, I'm sure. And I think for our listeners that would love to learn more about you, Carly, how can they get in touch with you and where can they find you? So they can find me on my website, which is carlylion.com and also Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm on all of those platforms. And, yeah, I would love to to touch base with them. And as I said, I'll, I'll send you an ebook uh, to share with, with your audience. And 
yeah, it's, it's been so lovely. Thank you so much for having me and for giving me the opportunity to connect with with the people that you're serving and the work that you're doing is amazing. And I did not have any idea that you were Miss Globe. So I didn't do enough of my research. So that was a rookie. I can't even say it was a rookie <laughs> error, but I'm so excited about that. So oh, no, it's a first of all, I want to say thank you for your time. And it's been a pleasure. I, I was, um, I, just to touch on, I was Mrs. Globe, I'm um, sorry, Mrs. Macedonia Globe in 2015. So, um, I wasn't Mrs. Grove, but I, I went to the international final in China with them. Amazing. So you, you'll, um, I'll have to send you a video. If I can find yes, it. I want to see it. That was I love it. Like one of me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What it, we see now, that's a journey. See, and it's so, everyone's stories, they're just so much, everyone's got a story and everyone... Yeah. yeah, and oh, Carly, it's been a pleasure. I've really loved chatting. We could probably chat for another couple of hours and yes. a masterclass for everyone, which is, uh, but it was just amazing to chat. Thank you so much. Thank for you. With everybody, and um, I will get your details out to people. Um, Wonderful. Have any questions? People can reach out to you on LinkedIn or yes, yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Perfect. Thank you so much, Carly. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Purpose Driven Leaders. If you know someone that is ready to elevate their leadership, please share this episode and show me some love on iTunes. You can find me on. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter and I would absolutely love to connect with you and answer any of your questions so please drop me a message or comment and I will get back to you and I have a free gift for you. If you go to www.kellycazaris.com forward slash subscribe I have a gift that's waiting for you to help you elevate your confidence your visibility and your influence to become a well-compensated, high-impact woman. Now, this is going to supercharge your career and your leadership. So go ahead and grab it. And thank you again for all your support. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.